Let me guess, you signed up for every free lead magnet and binged on every marketing YouTube video and thought, what am I missing? Why isn't my business exploding like that? Well, I can tell you, you're not alone. Whether you're just getting started or have an established business, entrepreneurship can be really lonely, but it doesn't have to be. Overcoming your fear of launching or building your personal brand or figuring out how to scale, it shouldn't be holding you back. It should be empowering you. On this podcast, we're going to deep dive into the mechanics of what it takes to build your brand, make your mark, and stake your claim in the digital marketing space. I'll be chatting with people from all walks of life and stages in their careers. I will be getting inspiration from real experts who will share their actual strategies and techniques to grow loyal and raving followings and sell more stuff. This is entrepreneurship from people who are already there making it happen. My name is Jeff Mendelson. Join me and welcome to the One Big Tip Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. My name is Jeff Mendelson, and this is the One Big Tip Podcast. And today, I am really excited to present to you Kimberly Spencer. She is the CEO and founder of crownyourself.com. She is a high-performance and digital education coach and trainer, helping her clients tap into their next level of clarity, confidence, and courage to helping visionary leaders build their empire and stand out in their full potential. Welcome to the show, Kim. Thanks so much for having me, Jeff. It's a pleasure. I love all this energy that you are bringing. So so what people don't know is that for the past, I don't know, like 30 minutes, we have just been bantering back and forth. Like, you know, if we're in high school, like, oh my God, that's so cool. You know, so it's going to be about like travel and how to work from wherever. And it was amazing. (laughs) Very cool stuff. So I'm sure that the the energy is going to be brought in today. If you get, if you guys remember that movie reference, so Kimberly, tell us a little bit about who you are, where you are, because that that's also an interesting story, and what makes you amazing. I am a certified high performance coach, and like you said, I'm the founder of CrownYourself.com, and I, I because of the digital nature of my business we were able to, in March, my husband was appearing at a convention here in Australia, and we just decided to grab an apartment here and stay because we figured if we're going to be on lockdown, we might as well be a block away from the beach. And so we decided to stay in Australia. And we originally thought it was only going to be for like a couple months until this whole thing blew over. Um, but now it's six months in and we're looking at staying for a couple of years now. So it's been a glorious adventure and it's been so fun because I have my old schedule back prior to becoming a certified high performance coach where I realized that most of the work that I do is in the intangibles. It's in the, the it's in productivity, it's in creating clarity, it's in courage, which is all, it's, it's all in essence mindset work. But that really came from my background as a certified Pilates instructor that I was for 10 years. And I used to have this schedule back then because I would work in the morning and then I would work in the evening because those were prime peak fitness times. And now I have the same schedule where I get to work with all my U.S. clients in the morning and I get to work with all my U.K. clients in the evening. And it's super fun. And I love I love here because I get to be a mama just to my toddler in the afternoon. And it's it's such a blessing to be here. Amazing. That's an amazing story. So tell me a little bit more about Crown Yourself. Is it a portal or is it just where you where you hang your shingle? Uh, like what kind of people come to crownyourself.com to engage you in their work? So Crown Yourself, I mean, I like to think of it like a 
kingdom where and and every business kind of is like a kingdom where you have you have like your own sort of Disneyland that you're building. So m- the people who are attracted to my style of Disneyland, which is uh, crown yourself, is very much the, the they're the visionary leaders. They sometimes don't even consider themselves to be a leader yet, but they very much lead in their life sometimes without knowing it. Um, they have an immense desire to stand out. They always knew that they were different from the crowd. They they knew that they were either more ambitious than others or super creative, or they didn't really know how to be. They, they were got very conditioned to be how other people said that they could be accepted, but that's not really a hundred percent who they are. So with crown yourself, what crown yourself is all about is about really owning all of who you are, your authenticity, your uh, and taking ownership for the mistakes that you made in the past that also shaped who you are, stepping into that role as the leader of your life or the sovereign of your life. And it is my perception, like I like I like to think in metaphors, that's kind of how I how I teach and how I learn best. And a queen or a king, someone who is at like, if we're talking physical terms, not someone calling you like, yes, queen, but like an actual monarch is believes in their heart when they are born into that family, that they are born to rule that kingdom. They're not questioning whether they are, you know, able to, or like they may question it that, but there's, it's still their duty and their responsibility and their mission to ultimately rule their country. And, A lot of times I like to take this perspective with business owners because so often we go through imposter syndrome and we have that doubt, especially every time you're leveling up in your country, in your country, in your company, as you're you're building and expanding and growing from that solopreneur stage to then having a team to then managing like to then to then moving into that real role of CEO. And you're you're constantly evolving in that space. And every evolution, it requires a new level and a new version of you. And ultimately, that sovereign sort of version of you that that you're bringing to the table where you are in that space owning your throne and not in like a dictator way but really in a servant leadership form like where you it's it's service that is at the forefront serving the community serving the people that come into your kingdom your business at this form of Disneyland of whatever that is um, whether that's selling hand knit scarves or that's selling, you know, celebrancy classes or if it's event planning. But when people get to come and interact with your kingdom, with your business, that is where they get to experience that, the, the, the feelings, the vibe, the values, and what makes your business different than any other person's business. And the thing that is so poignant is with, with Crown Yourself is that you are choosing to own that space, to almost have that that faith or that belief that that is your divine mission, just like a king or a queen would, you know, believe that that is their divine right to rule that that kingdom. It is also your divine right in essence, because these ideas were given to you to like lead that charge, to lead that mission, to lead that purpose, and to find that alignment and to keep on 
ruling. And the other thing about what I love about the, the metaphor of a king or a queen is that they're surrounding themselves with a council. So team and the council that you surround yourself, whether that's your coaches or your mentors or your friends or your partner or your team, there's a council around you who is giving you advice, but ultimately you are the one making that decision. So it's not trying to please that council. It's owning that decision. It's owning that that those choices that you make as the leader and allowing for the input of the council, whomever that council is that you choose to surround yourself with. One of the problems that I see a lot of uh, beginning entrepreneurs do is they surround themselves with a council of people who've never done what they're looking to do. So I had one client and she was looking to grow a massage business and she, she was constantly going to her mom for advice but her mom was a full-time employee, had been an employee for 40 years. And so she had no concept of what it was or what it took to build a business. And so looking at who are you, who is the council that you are surrounding yourself with? Is a council that has been there? Is a council that challenges you and encourage you and challenges you in a loving way to, to grow into that version of you that's able to have your dream? Is it counsel that is giving you advice that, and that's because they have been there, they have been in that seat. Um, So look at the counsel that you're surrounding yourself with and with your team as well as like, who is the counsel that you're bringing in to your company so that to counsel you on the growth to, to create that company culture. You know, it's amazing. There was something that you mentioned a little bit ago, and it really comes down to breaking up the question or fashioning the question better of not what do you do, but who do you serve? Yes. Right? Yes. And when I started adopting that language, right? Not, not what do I do? Well, I'm a digital marketer, right? Well, who do I serve? Well, I serve da 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 da, right? And what's interesting about that is that it 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 totally reframes the conversation to a totally elevated level, right? Mm-hmm. It just really takes it from a from a oh yeah, you know this guy, you know they, where you just get labeled to mm-hmm. where's this guy's cape? You know why why is he not flying around? Yeah, you know saving the world, you know. And it's, it's also like you are so much more than a couple of words on a business card. So it's, it's the, and so do you even carry business cards anymore? Oh no, no. Yeah. I I dropped that a while ago. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, I'll take, I, I normally end up taking people's information inside of the notes of my phone because I know that I will follow up with them. I don't know if they will follow up with me. So that, um, cause if there hasn't been that rapport or that, you know, long-term relationships, sometimes you don't know. It's like when you get somebody's phone number when you're dating, like you don't know if they're going to call you. I'd much rather put the, the ball in my court to where I know that I'm going to, I'm going to call the person. I'm going to, I'm going to check in. So that's, that's what I do is I, I just take it in my notes. And then I also, that, that's an amazing token. Yeah. I also take a couple notes about the person so that I can remember where I met them and like what, something specific about our conversation so that I can always reference that because it's really the currency of business is relationships. It's not money. Mm-hmm. That is definitely a hundred percent true. I think what's really interesting about where you're going with your, with your mission and who you're serving, right. Is creating emotionally intelligent leaders. Is that correct? A hundred percent. Okay. Emotionally intelligent and aligned leaders. 
because and aligned. As, That's as a great uh, Bouchard says, he says, achievement is not the issue with high achievers. Like we can achieve all day, every day, even if it's something we don't want to achieve in, like we can keep achieving. <laughs> we'll, we'll get there eventually. But what really creates the fulfillment, which is what I prefer to chase over the success, because success, there's a science to it, but fulfillment takes an art. And with an art that takes creativity and intuition and that whole right side of your brain being activated and that also the those more than just your 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 brain brain but your gut brain and and knowing like is this something I want to release into the world? Is this something that the world needs? Is this something that is a creation of beauty that my soul just needs to express and I need to like let this out through me? And and so understanding that and also understanding the values of what it is that you're bringing to the table with creating your business. Because with a, a business, you're basically almost in essence, I like to use the the idea that you're like God, where you are creating the circulatory system of how money circulates in the body of your business. You are creating the um, the respiratory system of how your business breathes in that cash and is able to like fuel its lungs. You're creating the systems of this little business baby until it's able to stand on its own. And you're able to like, as the business owner, be like, hey, okay. Now, now, now you get to parent it instead of creating it. You know, that's an amazing analogy. I never really thought about it like that. But, you know, I always talk about the Jeff way of doing business, right? Because I'm always making standard operating procedures. You know, it's like, I, you know, there's there are a bunch of ways you can create content, for example, for social media and for blogs and all that. But when I have to train my team, I have to train them on the Jeff way of doing business. And sometimes they come in, you know, like with five years of experience in X, Y, and Z industry. And then they come to me and it's like, Oh God, I'm going to train them again. You know? And it's like, you know, all right, you know, uh, game on, let's do it. Yeah. Let's talk about your one big tip. And this is something, you know, that is really interesting for me. Right. And this goes back to the emotionally intelligent leaders, you know, the aligned leaders. And really what it is, is, is a, is a way for ensuring that your team is on the same page, right? And what you talk about here is creating a process to celebrate every little win and achievement that happens in your company, right? And this is really profound, right? Because, you you know, I manage a team of, of about five people and I need to not only convey the vision of what it is that we're after, right? I need to convey the standard, Right. And, you know, on on how we want it done and, you know, what what constitutes great work, you know, within my kingdom. Mm -hmm. Right. But also it comes down to these aren't robots. Right. You don't just sit there and, you know, just sprinkle some dollars on top of them and output magically comes out. It doesn't work that way, man. You know, you really got to sit there and, you know, you got to develop it. And yet and even in terms of working with people, especially in different cultures that happen to be in different places around the world, they're their triggers of what motivates them is going to be different than what motivates me or what motivates the other person, right? Let's talk about this one big tip. How do you create a process for celebrating wins and achievement within your company? Well, this is, this is, even if you don't have a team, even if you're a company of one, why this is essential is because as you're growing, 
you are cre- you're a creating that business baby, but B the business baby starts with yourself and your own mind as as the leader. And with celebrating the little wins, what you are doing is you are training the reticular activating system in your brain to recognize the little successes so that no and so it's building up that that basically like a file folder of all the awesome, amazing achievements that you've had. Because so often for high achievers. All right. All right. But let me interrupt you for one second. We're not just saying hashtag blessed, uh, you know, three, four times a day. We are talking about, uh, about actionable, tangible. Yes. Actions that you're doing in order to convey this achievement. Yes. Correct. Yes. So this is not like, it's not hashtag blessed. Uh, positive thinking BS. It's like, like I totally believe in positive thinking, but positive, your heart will actually, it has, it basically has a built in BS meter. And so if you aren't actually like really sitting and celebrating the wind, cause there are two ways to celebrate it. Um, that is, that are necessary when one is yes, you celebrate it. And two, you make those achievements seem freaking normal. So, and it's a paradox. How do you operate in this paradox where it's, it's creating this process where you're, you're celebrating the win. And then you're also making this, of course we hit it. Of course, we're going to hit it. Of course, of course we achieve that because you're making that success. You're ingraining that success into the, into your identity and the identity of your team as well, as far as training it to be um, and, and it, it does come down to mindset. Yes. Cause everything always comes back to mindset, but it, do, it, it specifically, how do you sit with that process? How do you train it? So yes, find some way to celebrate it in and, and feel it fully feel it, not think it, not just be like, Hey, hashtag bless, but like really feel what that achievement feels like in your body. Because your body, your body is the domain of your subconscious mind. And why that is so essential to train it into your body is and to feel that feeling is so that your body registers with it being true, that you're almost like your thermostat is registering at this new, this new temperature. And so instead, because uh, what I've seen a lot with with high achievers is they create, they they achieve, but because they don't have a process of celebration in place, they achieve. And then if that achievement is like almost like a quantum leap where it supersedes what they had been performing at before, then in, invariably they tend to self-sabotage to regulate themselves back to that, what their, their sort of internal thermostat or their company thermostat is for what normal output is. Whereas if you want to quantum leap to that next step, training that celebration and here's this, the key is making it feel normal. So how do you make it feel normal and make it feel and, and celebrate it at the same time? So you can pop a bottle of wine. You can have a little dance party. You can just sit with the feeling of like, oh my gosh, I just, we just achieved this amount in sales in involving your team. Hey, guess what? We got a big win here. Um, just everyone celebrate and holding the, like holding that space for that and say, of course we did. 
Like that is literally a statement that I, that I train my team to say, of course we hit this. Of course we did. Of course we did. Of course we did. Because that's makes it normal. Of course, of course we landed a 15 K client. Of course, of course we did that. Because when you train that, of course, it naturalizes the achievement in your brain. Because if you achieve something that's that's out of the, what your identity perceives as normal, you'll self-sabotage back to that place of normalcy. Um, and we see this with diets. We see that in people's bodies. So it's, it's, it's something that it translates into any form, whether it's in diets or relationships or your own personal successes. But training it in your team and creating that celebrate that company culture of celebration is essential so that your team keeps elevating as well. And also how to do this and why this is essential is because you're creating that team that people want to work for, that people want to be a part of. People really want to be a part of something and they they want to feel everybody wants to feel appreciated, understood, respected and valued. So h- how do you show that true. appreciation, under, uh, understanding the output that your team put out? Understand and if you don't have a team, understanding the output that you put out and feeling and really allowing yourself to fully sit in the feeling of like if it's even if it's just you and you're solopreneuring it right now and you're listening to this and you're like, well, how do I celebrate it? First of all, appreciate it. So what you appreciate, appreciate. So sitting with that appreciation of whatever that achievement was, maybe it was your first 10K month or your first 30K month or whatever it was you achieved, but sitting it with that and like really appreciating it and appreciating the work that you've done, appreciating and sitting and going through and saying, oh yeah, I remember when I was doing this and I remember I, I did this and, I, and I, I remember those late nights that I that I pulled those couple of times and I remember um, this and I just want to, like uh, sitting with that appreciation first. And then I like to bring it into the logic part as well and having that understanding, understanding how much because it's easy to blow past when you're in the moment and when you're when you're in the moments of the doings and the achieving it's easy to blow past what you to understand just what you actually accomplished and to understand like one of my clients for example she hit uh her first half a million and she was like but it's not a million yet and i was like oh girl (laughs) Well, let's you hit say, half a million, like bro. You hit half. I said ten years ago when you were first starting your business and you could barely make five hundred dollars. Would this seem like would would have this have seemed like a big deal? And she was like, "Oh yeah, like being able to hit half a million dollars. She's like, I could barely pull in five five hundred dollars a month in my business." I said, "So check yourself and understand where you came from, because." what you've been able to achieve is massive. And so if you go back, almost like thinking of yourself as that younger version of yourself who, you know, hadn't, like, I think back to when I was back in 2016, when I was only making a hundred dollars a month in my business, and it wasn't really a business back then, because I was dabbling and dealing with doubt and imposter syndrome and whatnot. And, and I think back to that to now, I'm like, holy moly, 
Like I, I know where I came from and I understand at a visceral level, like I came from there. So I appreciate the months that we're having now. And I appreciate the team and the support that I have now. Cause I, back then I didn't have that. I was, I was all by myself. And, and so understanding where you came from and three, respecting it. So if other people are involved how can you show them the respect that you have for the work that they've put in? Now, may, so for for example, maybe with your team, that means that they, you know, spend a few nights away from their kids. So maybe you, you know, give them, um, you respect that, and you give your 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 um, your team member some you order some pizza for them and their family or pay for a night off for, so that they could have a date night with their spouse. Cause they, maybe they haven't been able to have a date night with their spouse. Like you respect the sacrifices that you've made. You respect the sacrifices that uh, your team has made in order for you to have achieved that thing. And then valuing everybody wants to feel valued. So how can you show that value? Well, the values come down to understanding your team members values. So I use the bank personality system um, for hiring. And so I know that I have in that system, I have a lot of nurturers who value, um, who value that feeling significant, feeling like they're contributing to something bigger. And so when I'm able to share that, you know, we landed a 15K client and that means that we are putting away $1,500 to go to a charity. So they feel like they're a part of something bigger. Like that, that's That's something that, that is, but you have to know the value. So not every person will value that. Like if you have somebody who's a different personality, it's a different set of values. Maybe they just valued, you know, winning. Maybe they value, maybe that's a value. They, they love the value of, of feeling that achievement. And so winning isn't, is enough. So you buy them a bottle of champagne or something, or you, or maybe they value, you know, the big picture and they value that vision. And so you can share with your company and with your team, how achieving this win is is fulfilling and is leading you to that bigger picture and that bigger vision that you have for your for your BHAG for your big hairy audacious goal and or maybe they value structure and so you can share about how that the your achievement whatever it was is helping you set the foundation for a stronger stru- structure and putting in greater processes in place for your for the business to run a little bit more seamlessly and have more systems in place and be able to bring on more team members to support your team. So it depends on so it comes down to you knowing what your team members value and you knowing what you value. Cuz if you're by yourself and you're solopreneuring it right now knowing what you value, knowing how you make value-based decisions, well, how do you celebrate according according to your values? So for me, I, I love an achievement and I also love champagne. So like when I have a good a, 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 an awesome achievement in my business, I will always go out and get a nice bottle of champagne, have a nice glass with my husband, and we'll just sit and, and celebrate that win and will be like, of course I did it. So of course, of course, champagne's a regular thing. Like that's, of course, it, that's, that's something that's normal. So we'll, we'll both celebrate it, but in a small way, not, not where there is fear attached to it, not being achievable again, which is why you want to make it normal. That makes total sense. 
Yeah. Cause if you attach fear to it, if you're like, Oh my gosh, could this go away? Oh my gosh. When's the other shoe going to drop? How the hell am I going to service this client? How the hell am I going to do this? Um, then that, that creates that resistance where basically we all have, we all as individuals and as a company have like a, a thermostat inside of us where our identity resonates with a certain level of output and income that we're bringing in. And when we quantum leap that, when we really hit a big achievement and we go beyond what our identity perceives to be normal at the time, we have to normalize that new standard. And so how do we normalize a new standard? We we look at making a, making it feel normal for us and like using the statement, of course, of course we achieve this. And really looking at, well, where are we now feeling fear? Are we feeling fear of like, what did I, what did we lose? Maybe you lost some limiting beliefs. Uh, maybe you lost some, uh, some old processes or an old program that you had to scrap in order to focus your time on this. So you can look at the fear of loss. You could look at the fear of the process, the fear of like, oh my God, how am I going to service this client now? Sometimes there's that fear. And you can look at the the fear of the success because sometimes there's that fear of the, of, and this is typically what I've seen with uh, coaching high achievers and entrepreneurs for the past four years is it's especially entrepreneurs who have lost a lot. Maybe they've lost a business in the past or they've gone through a bad divorce or something like that. There's a fear of not necessarily success, but losing after you've achieved the success of having it be taken away from you. And so addressing those fears before you, as you're working to achieve it also creates that, that innovative culture as well, where you're training your, yourself and your team to look at problems before they happen. So that that way, by the time you achieve that next level of success of whatever that achievement is for you and for your company, by the next time you achieve that, you are able to, you, you've already dealt with the fears. You've already dealt with the, any, any fear of loss or fear of the process or fear, like, cause you've already practiced on innovating that before that even became a problem. So of course you're going to be able to service your client. Of course you're going to be able to figure it out. Of course you're, of course you're going to be able to do it again. You know, I think it was uh, Marie Forleo was like, everything is figure outable. Yeah. Right. And, and 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 that's really what it comes down to, right? You know, who do you serve? How well are you going to serve it? How how well are you going to serve them? And ensuring that you have the processes in place to make success, in, you know, something that's inevitable, mm-hmm. so that you can finally say, of course, of course that happened. Of course right? it happened. I, I'm the one that did it. And and also, I think the figure outable uh, component comes into the celebration because as you're celebrating it, you're celebrating yourself being able to figure it out. And I, I learned this when I was when I was pregnant. Actually, I was studying this book called Brain Rules for Babies um, about how to really create a really healthy child because I was very nervous about becoming a parent. And he said, "Don't praise them for being smart because being smart." Um, I think it was uh, the author said, "Being smart when you're praised for being smart, then." that's, that's attached to your identity. So what happens when you're not the smartest person in the room? What happens when you get into a class or into a course or into an environment, a work environment, where you're not the smartest person, where you're surrounded by people who are smarter than you, or who've been at the job longer? Well, then it messes with that internal thermostat, that identity 
of you being smart. And then suddenly you have an identity crisis on, on your hands instead of just a problem. So a problem can be just a problem that can be figured out. So instead, and I learned this from just raising my toddler and from this book, Brain Rules for Babies, train them and celebrate the their ability to figure it out and train that into your child. Well, I said, well, how could you, you could, you could just apply that to your company culture. So training them, tra- celebrating those moments when your team is able to figure something out. Because that way you are training yourself that no matter what problem you face, you and your team will be able to figure it out. And so celebrating those moments of figuring it out. Amazing advice. Wow. That is, I feel like I should be paying you now for, uh, for a consultation fee. <laughs> <laughs> I'm open to do that. You're more than welcome. <laughs> exactly, right? Tell the audience where they can learn more about you and how they can reach out if they uh, reach out to you directly, if they'd like to learn more. Yeah. If you'd love to learn more, you can reach out at crownyourself.com. There you will find a hypnosis that is fully available to you for free. And if you'd like to work with me, crownyourself.com, just click on the tab that says work with me. And I look forward to seeing you. Amazing stuff. Kim, thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate you bringing the energy. This has been a wonderful, wonderful conversation. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Jeff. 